Your attention, please, and welcome to another episode of Yep Chicago. We appreciate you hitting play on wherever it is that you get, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, get or listen, either or. You can follow the show on Twitter at YabChicago underscore on Twitter or at YabChicago on Instagram. You can also call us and leave a message at 312-985-6006. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tribe Coffee Co. And a little bit of a different promo for Tribe Coffee. As in my hand, Uh I am holding. You've heard us talk about it before. We teased it. In my hand, I'm holding the Tribe Coffee Cold Cold Brew. Cafe Doya. Fire. If you are listening to this now, it is now available at tribecoffeeco.com. It will be released Friday. We are recording this Thursday night, so it will be available when you listen to this episode. Go to tribecoffeeco.com, enter the promo code YAPSHY for 10% off of your order. And I believe it's a four-pack, so it will save you a ton of money in the long run. It will be a four-pack. It has enough caffeine to kill a horse (laughs) it is pretty strong that's not it though if you go to tribecoffeecode.com and promo code yapshy when you order their new cafe doya cold brew we will throw in a yap chicago t-shirt that's for the first 10 people to use promo code yapshy you put in your order tribe coffee is going to reach out to you to get your size and when you get your coffee delivered It'll come with a Yap Chicago t-shirt. Sheesh, that's news to me. So again, visit TribeCoffeeCode.com for their new Café Doya cold brew and the promo code YAPSHY for 10% off of your order and a Yap Chicago t-shirt. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. My name is Edgar Perez and I am your host. Lazy F Baby, what it do? And we are back with another episode of Yap Chicago. A lot of stuff going on this week. Pretty busy sports centric sports focused week for everyone kicked off last week with the Cubs Sox ass whooping wasn't really a series I mean only that first game was competitive because they went to extras after um Kimbrough blew it after Kimbrough gave up a three-run home run he had his Cubs jersey still on underneath yeah pretty much he still had that glove has a little blue in there you know everyone's complimenting Anthony Rizzo for still wearing the batting gloves fuck him then he got COVID Different story. Hope he's fine. It's our captain. But yeah, start off with that. Damn, your captain's on a different team. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I fucking mean? I hate, I hate baseball. You know what? <laughs> Fuck this. We had a bunch of baseball stuff set up for today. That's the show, folks. We're not going to get to any of it. Don't forget to visit Tribe Coffee. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm fucking around. But uh, yeah, it did start with that with that brutal series, which didn't I tell you at the end of last show? When we tried to make a bet for that series that I needed more than five runs. You did. I I didn't want to take the 12, and you actually are a great odds maker because it was exactly 12. It was exactly 12 runs, the run differential on all three games combined. That's, that's fucking You're like, rough. oh, you're going to be fine with five. It's five. Are you kidding me? When we're rolling out fucking... You heard the guys we're talking about. Oh, I know, I know, and I owe uh, Schwindel an apology. <laughs> He's going to be the guy you back from now on? Fucking Schwindy. Schwindy. <laughs> Our guy Schwindy. He fucking. <laughs> I told that story about me saying who the fuck is Schwindel. 
when I saw the lineup. And I said Schwindel because at first I was like, who the fuck is Schwindel? I don't know who this right. guy is. And then on the broadcast, I realized it was Schwindel. And he's actually been out here, you know, uh, hey, he's been out here putting a little bit of work. I'm not going to lie. Friday's game when he hit a home run, uh, my butthole got a little bit of tight because I was like, who the fuck hit? Who hit that? <laughs> who was pitching? Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know, he's out here hitting a crisp, you know, 364 average and a 400 on base percentage. You know, some slight, some slight. Hey, Giving us a little hope. Him and Ortega out here putting it work. Putting the team out there. Bang. Oh, man. I mean, Stop playing. Other than that, this Cubs team is pretty much Honestly, unwatchable. Ortega has been like the life source of your team, surprisingly. Yeah, I think after the All-Star break, he has either the best or the third best. I forgot the list that I saw uh, average after the All-Star break. I mean, he's a leadoff machine against right-handers. Yeah, I can see that. But d- he's thirty, so do you really think he's gonna? No, be yeah. no, man, fuck. Right. But I'm grasping at straws here, man. Right. I, I have, I want something to watch as I'm checking out the young. Because the only redeemable part of this cup team, in my opinion, you get to latch onto the young bucks. More specifically, the young pitchers, because everyone else on their roster is kind of old anyway. And the hitters that are up now, I, I don't envision them being up at the start of next season. They're probably going to fill out the roster with a couple of veterans that are just signing one or two year deals. Uh, that'll hopefully just really be sign and flips at the trade deadline again to build that farm system like they're trying to do. Right. But uh, this offseason, I don't expect them to sign anyone of impact that's going to be here for the next fucking it's gonna be part five of the years. Exactly. So right. the only thing really that I'm going to be watching going forward are the starts for Alzali, the starts for Justin Steele, who made his MLB debut uh, uh, start. Couple days ago, and uh, Keegan Thompson. And it's a good thing that you start off about talking about pitching because the news today in the morning was Jake Arrieta is dead. Jake Arrieta released today, Thursday morning, after giving up eight runs the night before, right. <laughs> seven of them in the first inning, and and an anti-vex comment to yeah tap he, onto that. He told the reporter during the interview, uh, the Skype interview, "Hey, I'd really wish you'd take your mask off since no one's around you." Like. What the fuck? Who? What kind of weirdo says that? Because personally, not to make it a political podcast or anything like that, I don't care if you're anti-vax or vax person. Everyone's going to have their own beliefs, but on either end, you shouldn't push it on anyone. Yes, I agree. So it's like, why? I right, cool, you're anti-vax, but let me fucking feel comfortable wearing a mask, or let me feel comfortable not wearing a mask, whatever it may be, but don't push it on someone else. Yeah, I never understood the... Uh the pushiness of it, especially like if I'm wearing, like I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. If I wear exactly. a mask out somewhere, maybe that's just because I'm uncomfortable because right. I know a lot of people in here are not vaccinated or whatever, but raw dogging the air. Yeah. Just raw dogging the air. So if I'm, if I have a mask on and someone tells me, why do you have a mask on? Like it's, it's like the equivalent of me asking you like, why do you have that hat on? Right. It's like, why the fuck do you care if I have a mask on or not? It's not affecting you. All right. That's true. This is just an article that I choose to wear like your chains, like my hat, like these glasses, like but these fucking faded ass I, black jeans I chose to wear today. The, the thing that threw me off on Twitter in particular is the fact that there was a lot of fans that were. So it was flip flop again. I think I said it last time as well when it came to like players against organization. This time, I I feel like it's dumb for the people that were saying like, "Thanks for your time here," blah blah blah, because you already did that when he left to the Phillies, like. You already said, hey, thanks for 2016. Thanks for being a dominant pitcher for those two years when you were using all the spider tag in the world. Um, <laughs> Prove be- it. Because if you take out those, <laughs> I, I, be- I saw a stat where if you take out those two years, which I know everyone's going to say, take out the best year out of everyone. 15 and 16? 15, he won the Cy Young. 
15 and 16, yes. Yeah. So if you take out those two years, I believe his win-loss is 75 and 76. Okay. So that means he was he was building up to that peak, had some really good peaks, and then it's like anything. You, your career goes downhill after that. Happens to everybody. You know, it's that does it's not make, happen to everybody. It's a make-or-miss league, you know? Well, yeah, it doesn't happen to the elite players in the league, but shit, he gave us... That motherfucker was pitching elite as shit for those two years. I wonder why, huh? There was something in that Pilates water, baby. There was something <laughs> in that Pilates water. The, the green shakes he was drinking man. all the time, man. Hey, I got to start eating fucking kale or something. Yeah, he threw, <laughs> threw two no-hitters. No he won Cy Young in 15, like I said, with that incredible year going 22-6 and six with a 1.77 ERA. And he shoved it against the fucking Pirates in oh, the playoffs. And told them. Yeah. And told them on Twitter. He's like, it literally does not matter what you do. I'm coming to shut your asses down. Spell that? D-A-H-N? Damn. <laughs> Damn, and he just fucking he 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 did what he said. And like, yeah, you're right. We said our we said our goodbyes to Jake after he left and went to the Phillies. And it made no sense when you guys got him this off season. No, it didn't. <clears throat> it's not like he's going to eat innings. It's not like he's that pitcher anymore. No, I, like it the, was like a feel good signing for this front office who knew what they were. Honestly, obviously, this is what happened was what they expected to happen at the beginning of the year. They yeah. just didn't expect that hot start, that hot you know April May. The fucking relievers, like, pitching their asses off for a month. Right. The reliever thing is just a plus. So they just needed an arm to fill out the rotation and say, hey, we know we're not going to try, so let's just sign Jake as, like, hey, remember this guy? He was really good. He was part of that core team, and, you know, he was really dominant. We want to sign Young for you guys. A couple no-hitters, but, like, Where's check Edison him out. At? Even though we knew he was all, uh, <laughs> even though we knew he was over the hill and couldn't pitch at all anymore. Just, I don't know where Ashton Russell is. <laughs> I think he's in, like, another country playing baseball. Probably. But... If you, it would have been funny if you guys just went all full 2016 uh, reunion tour and shit. Just bring everybody back? <laughs> no. no. It, like I said, they needed an arm, so they, they brought him in. It was a feel-good signing, and I think he was worse than what they expected him to be. Yeah, it wasn't his ERA for the year, like, over six. He made 20 starts for the Cubs. He went 5-11 and 11 and had a 6.8 ERA. Nice. That's... Brutal, <laughs> and honestly, this cut should have been should have happened a long time ago. This isn't the first yeah. game. What was he was pitching against the Brewers when they came, but when the when the Cubs scored, I think seven runs in the first inning, if I remember, and they lost, and they lost probably, that game yeah. because he Jake Arrieta was pitching, yeah. and literally the bottom of that the the bottom of the of the first inning for the Brewers, and they literally scored eight runs. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and I believe it was in July where he beginning of July, where he said that he has a lot left in the tank. So I guess the Cubs front office was like, well, find that fucking tank somewhere else, buddy. Yeah. We ain't going to have that shit here. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that happens with a lot of athletes where they, they think they still have something to give to the game. And uh, a lot of the times they don't. They're, uh, they're the last ones to realize that they're, they're over the hill, that they stink. So do you think that next offseason, right before the season starts, he's going to be in the best shape of his life? No. <laughs> he starts taking roids again, when, allegedly. I, I never said anything about Royd, sir. I'm just this rumors were out there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. He's anti-vax, but he'll fucking take a needle yeah. in the ass. <laughs> like, like, fuck it. Hey, if, if get, it, some, get some no hitters. If it time. helps my RPMs, fuck it. I don't know. Hey, look, I'm just saying that was a rumor out there. I can't confirm or deny anything. I don't know anything. I'm just saying I've heard. You know, you hear the great lines. He did look swollen before when he said that he was only doing Pilates, and that shit don't make no. You don't sense. get that swollen doing Pilates. Yeah. You, get, you get lean. But I, he looks swole. I, I don't before. think that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think you put on mass doing Pilates. Like he he ain't out here like fucking doing work. 
do work on the Pilates machine and then coming out jacked. Yeah, you don't do Pilates and then like bench 415. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. We, we don't know what happened. Jake, we appreciate those years. I'll say it again since Fuck you, know, you probably forgot <laughs> when you went to the Phillies, but we appreciate those years. The two no hitters were fun. That 2015 season was crazy. It honestly looks like the only person that is saving the reputation of the 2016 Cubs is Jason Hayward fucking off the field, dude. That yeah, Jason Hayward doing a lot of work in the community, which I, I I I cracked the joke even last week about him not being able to hit it out of the outfield, dude. See you, you guys no respect for your captain. No, for- we, we res- <laughs> look, I can criticize someone's play on the field and still respect them off the field. That's true. Jason Jason Hayward deserves a ton of respect for what he's done in the city of Chicago. He's part of the Players Alliance that goes around city to city giving out. Uh, baseball equipment, gloves, bats, everything they need to, to to underprivileged communities, to communities that don't have that in their in their city. Which shout out bowling, he actually helped out last year as well. Yeah, and, and he was there with uh, Jason Hayward. Yeah, he was definitely out there helping, and now he is cement. He he's been on record saying that he loves Chicago, and he is cementing part of his Chicago legacy here by opening up a sports complex on yeah on Chicago's west side. Which is great because I don't really see a lot of people playing baseball on the south or west side. That's true. Occasionally, I'll drive by drive by a park and I'll see a, a team, but they're generally a little older. Uh, this is a great be, thing be for the community. Ballers. People able, yeah. So this is going to be great for the kids of the area to learn about the game, to have f- proper facilities where they can train. It looks like it's going to be an indoor and outdoor thing. They're going to have a lot of batting cages indoors. It looks great. I mean, right now it's it's there was a couple of renderings that came out on Twitter, but the whole thing looks amazing. It's not just a baseball academy too. There's there's soccer fields, and uh, good on Jason Hayward. Yeah, honestly, I, I would say there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out with baseball players from like the past few years. You have Jason Hayward that's doing a lot for the community, whether it be the uh, Players Alliance or this um, sports complex that's on the west side, but also Granderson actually. Helps out UIC when it comes to their baseball as well. Mm-hmm. He helps out a ton. Um, Tim Anderson is part of that Players Alliance as well. Um, I I don't know if he's like popped out on any of the you know giveaways here, um, but that, that just shows how much they want to pour back to the community, and and it just shows because it's it's the guys that are everyone always talks about as leaders. Jason Hayward, his play on the field has not been the best as a Cub player Mm -hmm. i mean not not even gonna shit talk at this point no uh, um but he hasn't been the greatest but he's always been a leader and it shows on the field as well as off tim anderson he's been he has made himself a fucking star and it shows how much he cares off the field as well because of what what they're doing and it's just a pretty cool story to see people that are on the white Sox on the cubs giving back to the community because i think in the long run it's going to create more people having interest in baseball, which yeah, for sure. Baseball is dude. They're doing a field of dreams thing, a fucking movie that came out 30 years ago. They're doing a game about that today. Like mo- Top most of the ninth right now. Yeah. Mo- up seven to four. Most, most fucking kids haven't watched that movie. And if they try to watch it, it's pretty slow paced. So they would probably be like, who gives a fuck? But these, these <laughs> like, honestly, like these players though, will kind of make them want to give a fuck. 
obviously it's more than it's good to see that it's more than just them making an appearance, shaking a couple hands, taking some pictures, and, and then and then dipping. Babies. Exactly. No, they're out there. They're you know giving out stuff with the Players Alliance and everything like that. So they're really, like you said, they're really making an impact on Chicago youth and Chicago baseball. We talk shit a lot, but that's something we really can't talk shit about. No, no. Uh, we talk shit about sports. Yeah. That's really it. We, we Our which, shit talk is left on the field. Which, which <laughs> Unless I, you're a bad person off the field, then fuck you too. But, like, look. Where's Addison Russell? Um, <laughs> we'll keep it the shit talk on the field. No, but I actually even brought up the Twitter post for this uh, announcement that Jason Hayward had. And it was a shit ton of shit talk. Like on the yeah. on the post, I saw that. Yeah, people ragging on his average, and yeah, what just, what are you gonna do? Show them how to hit the ball into the infield? Like, Jesus Christ, they used your joke, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. I've made it clear that we keep on the field. No, it, it's it's all love. We said it a, lot, a bunch of times. When it comes to helping out the community and stuff, it I don't care if it's Cubs or if it's White Sox. There shouldn't be a division there. It, it's just merely about. Helping the community. Helping the community out and yeah, really sure. helping those people and the kids that are interested in, in baseball. And those that may not be right now, but may see it and become interested. That's doing more of an impact in baseball than the stupid fields of uh, Field, of, Field Dreams. of Dreams game. Yeah, speaking of which Field of Dreams game, if if you don't know, now you know. It's a White Sox versus Yankees this year. It's the first time that they've ever done it based off of the, what, 19... 1989. 19... No, this is the third year, so 1991. 1989. Okay. Um, Wait. I think it was a 30-year anniversary. Stats and info, get on it. No, because they wanted to do it last year. So then it would be 1990? Fuck, now I'm confused. No, it came out. I, I watched it today. Okay. Field of But anyways, dreams. it's the White Sox versus Yankees. 89. They, okay. They are playing in a field in Iowa based off of that movie. Um. Which you actually said that you watched today, so what's yeah, I, I yeah, what was it yesterday? I think I I made a comment on Twitter, kind of not really shitting on on the whole thing, but I was just like, man, you guys, uh, you guys really like this cornfield movie, huh? Cornball. And uh, me and Bowling kind of went back and forth a little bit on it, and I said like, yeah, add this to the list of stuff I'll, I'll never watch, and it was a little unfair. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. I'm not gonna jump on the pod today and talk shit about the movie if I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna call this idea stupid if I haven't seen the movie. And then you correct. So I watched the movie today. Had a little downtime. And uh, you're right. Kids aren't gonna watch this movie and be like, oh my god, I wanna I wanna play baseball now. I don't think it's that kind of movie. It was a good movie unless they're already into baseball. If they're already into baseball, then maybe they might like stay and watch for a bit. Yeah, I can see that, but I don't think it's gonna grab anyone to start playing baseball. No, it, it it's a feel good movie. Uh, obviously, someone that's older is gonna like it more. I can see the appeal from the older baseball audience. Yeah, definitely, I would say, or even like the the, the guys like our age or a little older that were introduced to the movie early. Right. Uh, yeah. sure. Nostalgia but like, feels. Right. I just think it was the the wrong movie to. It'd be cool if they. Yeah, he just homered. I was hoping that was a replay from like, the day, <laughs> but I saw it was dark. It would be cool if they, um, because they're talking about doing it again next year, and the Cubs are going to be part of it. But rumored, they uh, Ross build the beans. Yep. But it'd be cool if instead of Field of Dreams, if they did a Sandlot one or something, something like that. And that's the reason why I chose to watch the movie because my initial thought was, why don't they just do 
a, a, a themed game like this to be of the Sandlot. Because right. people our age are, are relate more to the Sandlot than to the Field of Dreams, right? Yes, sir. But I that's where I think MLB got it wrong because the people that are excited about this Field of Dreams, we already touched on that. They're in the, the older audience that showed their kids. And they're already into They're already baseball. into baseball. All right. Who doesn't like the Sandlot? All right. Who hasn't seen the Sandlot? Even as kids, kids just normally watch it. Yeah, what? and you can watch if even if you're not a baseball fan to start off, you can watch the Sandlot and be entertained by it, and even say, "I want to go play." Baseball. I want to go play baseball because it's a it's a movie about kids being kids and being the summer and playing baseball. Right. It's about fra- family, boy. Was this Fast and Furious? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I I, <laughs> I wanted to watch this Field of Dreams movie and not just shit on it. Without giving it its credit. It's a good movie. But with that being said, though, the fucking presentation today I thought was really good. Yes. I will give him that. The overall idea was very well executed. The field looks fucking great. Fans were, or players were saying that they thought that the grass was artificial turf because how thick it is. Which it looks fucking amazing. I said this is like an old person's thing to say, but <laughs> that fucking grass looks awesome. I told you, man, it's it's not a, really an old person thing because if that's the case, then I'm worried because I love like cutting the grass. And if you don't, if you cut your grass and you don't stare at it for about ten minutes after, then you're probably doing it wrong, or you probably have just weeds and dirt and not some real glass, not some real grass. Yeah, but it, it fucking looks amazing with the old school uniforms with. Some of the camera angles, I was telling you, they have one where it's like floor level looking up at the batter. Mm-hmm. You can see the lights behind them. It's just a fucking perfect combination. More drones also. Give me more drones. The drone shots. All the baseball stadiums. The drone shots would be fucking dope. Like you said, if it actually went to the higher levels of where the fans are and then panned out and you saw the field or, yep. Yep. or I'm, turned I'm, around. I'm thinking about it in the in the, in the the view of, a, of camera operators like... I have already envisioned the, the, the frame. You're up in the 400 or 500 levels, whatever, or 300 levels, and you're panning that excited audience because that's where the real fans sit. We all know that. They sit in the nosebleeds. And the Sox just blew the game. Oh, wow. Wow. Live look. Holy uh, shit. Two home runs. One by Judge, one by Stanton. And Yankees take the lead, top of the ninth, eight to seven. Oof! It was one one out left. As rough. That was rough. Holy shit! Damn, and the shit talk's gonna start for my brother-in-law. I already know. <laughs> oh man, I thought this game was over. Anyways, oh, how do we go back to talking about camera angles and shit? It's cool. We still got the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. You gotta believe, you know. I guess tough team. Well, we all knew that this was the White Sox kickoff for a stretch of uh, competitive games. Competitive games here. Low key, though, is this not is this not the ending you kind of want? If yeah, you want you want an excited ending. <laughs> yeah, MLB was definitely rooting for something like this to happen for sure. You think that's why they didn't call some of those strikes? <laughs> yeah, the plate today was a little little off, oh, little off, little off. Damn it! I think Lori Garcia leads off next. Uh, Inning. So you got a chance. <laughs> God damn it, Larry. Boy, that really fucking took us out of a loop, huh? How do uh All right, well I'm gonna take my whiskey shot now. <laughs> or my whiskey pick shot now. 
<sighs> yeah, I guess we didn't. We forgot to pay that off in the beginning of the uh, of the show yeah. since your your parlay didn't hit earlier. You're gonna need it now, I guess. After watching that, I mean, you. I don't know. Do you want to wait till after the ninth, after the bottom of the ninth? No, I'll take it now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we got to pay off our uh, our whiskey pick shots since Lee's didn't hit his parlay. Live look at a uh, pessimistic Lee's. Thanks to the uh, the Diamondbacks who got a rare victory over the San Diego Padres. That was the only game that Lee's missed on his three game parlay. I also missed both of my picks for last week's whiskey picks. That weren't even parlayed. No, I didn't even need to parlay them, and I, I lost them both. I had Derek Lewis, and uh, he got stomped. Hell yeah, he did. And I had the Nerfy in the Rays and Orioles, in the Rays and Orioles game. And uh, no, that didn't pull through either. So cheers. <laughs> didn't pull through like Liam Hendricks. <laughs> cheers. Disgusting. Shout out Oscar Torres for the bottle of Montezuma. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. Anyways, back to the White Sox. And the interesting stretch of baseball. We'll see what happens in the bottom of the ninth. Ooh, Liam Hendricks. Not happy, as you can imagine, as he gave up the lead. And cost me points on my fantasy team because he was one of my closers. Rough stretch for them to kick off, like I said, this stretch of games here against competitive teams. Uh, But it also looks like they'll be without Carlos Rodan for a little bit here. I going think, to the I.O.? I think that's strategic, though. I think they're going to, since they have such a big lead in the A.O. Central, I think they're going to strategically put Rodon and Lucas Giolito in the I.L. just to give them a little bit of extra rest. So, for example, last uh, last week you brought up the fact, am I worried about Carlos Rodon? And I said no. I was like, the person I'm more worried about is Lucas Giolito, right? Yes. Carlos Rodon took one one day off so that he can start against uh, the Cubs on Saturday. And he pitched a motherfucking game. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't watch that. I don't remember. He scoreless. So. Mm, mm, okay. Um, okay. You say so. Yeah. So we can't confirm or deny that by looking it up. <laughs> um, Never happened. But it, it was one day back. He just got a little bit extra rest and he got some of his stuff back. I think it's going to be something for him as well as Lucas where they make them rest, I think, maybe once or twice in the next couple months so that they can, like, you know, get a, get a little bit of their arm back, get their stuff back, feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Lance Lynn, I think they're going to wait until the last two weeks of the year just because that way what they can do is see if he's going to win the Cy Young or not. And if he does, keep him out there. If he doesn't get him a little bit of rest before the playoffs start, because he's a big motherfucker, so he's gonna want to be out there. But you're gonna have to protect him from himself, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of an interesting thing to watch because you also, obviously, with giving those starters a rest, you also don't want to really tax your bullpen in order to rest your starters as much because you're still gonna need that going into the postseason. Right, but I, I think uh, we have decent enough like arms in the just minors. some long relievers to come up. Yeah, just some eat up some Indians. Right. And plus, I think during September, don't you get call-ups? Yeah. You'll be able to get some people to yeah. help out. You have to load up that bullpen a little bit. Yeah. But I think that is going to be beneficial for the team in the long run. I think it's going to be something where gambling-wise, you're going to have to pay attention to that shit. Because, for example, even yesterday, they pushed Lance Lynn's start back 
one day. Um, so it's going to be something where you're going to have to actually wait until near game time to see who the official starter is. Yeah. As opposed to projected at like the beginning of the week and shit like that. Um, helpful hint for those people that just started gambling since it became legal in Illinois. <laughs> I, I know a bunch of people that fucking just started gambling because of... Really? Cause, yeah. I swear to God. Like, Captain and Gamble before. You know that. No. Um my he's bo- making fucking hockey parlays. Right. My boy Josie, fucking Lord, didn't really gamble that much either. He would gamble through me. Right. Using Bleep as a, <laughs> as a website. Yeah, though, man. It's going to be an interesting stretch. I think they're going to have to strategically not lose, but kind of put some games. You know, the, this game's not as important. This game's not as important. Yeah, put a little emphasis on, on, on the games where you know you can right. get away with. So uh, I was I read a stat where there were 500 since All Star game, and they gained a two and a half game lead on the Indians. <laughs> like, well, yeah, your division's wrapped up, man. That's that goes without saying. Wrapped up like the game was today, bro. No, because like like we said, this was the start of a of a stretch against competitive teams. This is a stretch you should be watching, not your division. Your division base. Right, right, who, yeah. who the fuck cares? It's this series against the Yankees, the next one against the A's, Tampa and Toronto, like we talked about. All teams vying for the wild card spot. Except Tampa, I think they're winning the division. I gotta double check that. But Tampa is winning the division. Exactly. No, 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 no. no. They're uh, Boston Red Sox, aren't they? Uh, I think they're just going back and forth. Are they? Okay. Regardless, the Yankees, the A's, and the Blue Jays are all fighting for that wild card spot. So, good stretch of games here for the White Sox to really test what they have going into the postseason, the final stretch towards the postseason, especially because now it seems like all your bats are running into shape, getting healthy. You got Eloy. You got Robert. Eloy's fucking going to hit the home run record in 50 games. Eloy's been nasty since coming back. Six home runs in 13 games. Yeah, I think he was the first, I don't know if it was ever, or first White Sox that had back-to-back games of two home runs and five RBIs. I've never seen that somewhere. Yeah, I saw that. I don't I don't quite remember if it was first time or all time or first time or since blah, 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 you know? Right, right. Which I, I kind of hate that about sports nowadays where it's like made up stat line. It's the first time since. Do, do you like the since stat or do you only do you only want to acknowledge the the, the the stat or the record if it's a breaking someone? If it's a milestone, I can see that if it's something ridiculously like who cares, like like made up sets and the NBA, <laughs> the NBA is the worst at this. And you laugh because you see it all the time. Yeah, you see it. That's, that's why I ask. Because it's like, do you want to see it because they broke that streak or broke that record or improved on whatever the stat is, or just because they matched the stat that someone else had already done? I think if they break it, it's a lot more interesting. If it's a significant stat, like if they fucking hit Joe DiMaggio's fucking hit record, yeah, and then it's like, all right, cool, show me the fucking stat, you know. I I just think it's ridiculous with all these stats that they come out with that they're like since since last Wednesday, <laughs> the, the only, since the All Star break, Ortega is batting four hundred for the Cubs. Right, uh-huh. last guy to do it uh-huh. since Alfonso Soriano. Oh, like, <laughs> oh my God! Wait a minute! Oh, Tim Anderson! Let's go! He's a fucking oh, superstar, baby! He's a fucking superstar! 
Whoa! With the fireworks too. Oh man, you're oh shit! They do have fireworks. <laughs> wow! All that Yo, corn, that corn gonna all that go corn is gonna catch on fire. Tim Anderson with a home run. Tim Anderson bottom of the ninth with the walk off home run in the two bottom of the ninth. Run. Two run home run to seal the victory for Change the, the game, White Sox, baby. nine to eight over the New Change York Yankees. The after the Yankees took the lead in the top of the ninth, the White Sox come back, put a runner on first, and Tim Anderson with the walk off home run. To right field. The fireworks now you are going off. What an exciting game. This is exactly what MLB wanted. And needed. Let's fucking go change the game. And baby. needed. The be- the perfect person to hit that the was home great. run. That was a great game. <laughs> You're right. The perfect person to hit the home run. The comeback. The home runs early. It wasn't like it was a low scoring game. The score was eight to nine. The Let's home runs getting go. hit all over the place. Well done, MLB. Well done, Yankees and White Sox. Is this Put on a great show. Is this heaven? <laughs> you didn't even watch the movie. You don't even know what that reference is, is, is for, man. Come on. No, it's Iowa. Are you going to watch the... Are you going to watch the movie now? It's on Peacock. I watched it. It's on Peacock. You, did you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't. I've watched it multiple times. Multiple times? Yeah. Why would you watch it multiple times? Late at night. That seems like a one and done and you, you're good. No, no, but it's it's back in the cable days where it's like the fucking last movie coming on at like 3 a.m. on the fucking like, Hallmark channel? What the fuck are you watching it on? you just flipping channels. You like, couldn't uh, watch TNT and watch one of the Fast and Furious movies? Rush Hour? It would always be on, on that fucking game? I had that on DVD. Fuck you mean. So why the fuck you watch Feel the Dreams? Come on. It came on. Fuck it. Because you wanted to have a catch, didn't you? <laughs> 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 True. Can we untake those shots now since now you're happy? Those were pain shots. That's what that was for. If we wouldn't have had those shots, they wouldn't have came back in the bottom of the ninth. We both took a shot each. That's, that's two. sports karma. That's for each that's run. two runs. Sports. That's for each run. God, I hate our fucking sports brains <laughs> right? so much. It's so dumb. They never make sense. Because we said it out loud and we were both like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not of approval. Yeah, this is how dumb sports brain works. Uh, for our sports fans out there, they they know what's up. They know what the sports brain is. It's the lucky shirt. It's the hey, I only wear my slippers on fucking Sunday for Bears games. Lucky it's nachos. The lucky nachos. It's the yo, we gotta have menudo and carnitas on the first NFL Sunday. Hey, this is my seat. This is my seat. You better crack that window open. Don't you dare wash my this shirt. I'm just gonna hang it back up in the closet after this game. That's don't, how sports works. Don't say the game's over until it's over. That's how sports works. Exactly, especially in baseball. You're right. Man. Fuck, I love sports. <laughs> God damn, I love sports. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Field of Dreams also, now that I said that. It's more of, like, people romanticizing what baseball means. Right. I think maybe that's why sports geeks like the movie. Yeah. I like the it. movie. I like yeah. it. Right? But I'm a baseball fan. If you show someone that's not into sports... Feel the dreams. They're probably going to be like, well, this is stupid. The guy's having visions. He hears shits and he goes to Boston and picks up fucking James Earl Jones for no fucking reason. Brings him back and then they find some fucking some, uh, Moonlight cornfield. fucking, what's his name? Moonlight whatever. Yeah, okay. Right. If you show this to someone that's not non-sports fan, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? This yeah, is kind of dumb. It's also because for baseball in particular, it takes a certain type of person to like it and... See the nuance in fucking baseball where yes. it's the only sport that you're going to fail seven out of ten times and you're a Hall of Famer. Right. And people people that watch it see someone, like, for example, I have a friend in a group chat, Carlos Hernandez. He's a fucking good player, right? Good second baseman, has a good glove. 
uh, hits for power for a second baseman is hitting like 240, 250 right now. And he's like, this guy fucking sucks. Why did we trade for him? And it's like, yeah, he did have three strikeouts today, but he is typically a good batter. Caesar. Yeah. Says that hit on this. Yeah. So it's like, even though you saw him strike out a few times, another person is that was just on your team, Javi Baez. He strikes out a ton, but he's still a fucking good player. He's a spark plug, you know? Yeah. And you know when the when it's going to be a big, humongous event, they're going to come through. That's what Javi even said himself last year that he was missing. He was missing the energy from the fans. He needed right. to perform. You know, Javi was an artist on the field. Right. He's he a needed, performer. He needed to entertain people. He's a performer. He's he's not a player. That's why he, you motherfucker, take that back. <laughs> he brings a swag on defense. He swings for the fences at the plate. Just throw him low on outside. He'll swing at it. Yeah, true. But he makes baseball exciting. He never learned what a slider was. <laughs> like, why does it move like that? <laughs> <laughs> he ducks. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's moving. Oh, man. Timmy knew it was gone. Look at this. Showing the replay. Look at him. God, Tim Anderson is so cool. He's he was two feet off fucking home plate doing the it's fucking gone, boy. Tim Anderson is God. Tim Anderson is God. Did you just say that? I paused and I said, just God. What a what a fun ending. What a great fun and, ending to this. And game. weren't we just talking about this? Uh, MLB, MLB totally wanted an ending ending like this. This like I, like we said earlier, this was perfect. Man. This was perfect for what MLB could have. They couldn't have drawn this up anymore. And now you guys are going to fucking stink it up next year. You and guys the Cubs are going to ruin it next year. Whoever, whoever the fuck knows we're going to play. I don't even know who the fuck we're going to play next year. <laughs> I so don't think they've released it officially. Let's go ask Dave Ross since he's fucking telling everybody anyways. So let's go back. Hey, bro, the team's ass anyway. Just tell us already who's going to play. I would laugh my ass off if they decide to choose someone else like, no, we, uh, on second thought, we're not going to do the Cubs. <laughs> like, <laughs> What if? What if, since we referenced the Sandlot earlier, they they change up the field to reflect the Sandlot? They put they put a dog, and then they put the Dodgers and the Yankees in. That'd be cool. The Dodgers, obviously, because that's the team that Benny the Jet Rodriguez right. went on to play for, obviously, and you know <laughs> Smalls was calling it, and Yankees, because obviously it was a Babe Ruth ball they hit over the fence, Hercules ate it, chasing around the neighborhood. Huh? Huh? I don't know if they huh? want to put the Yankees back in there. Oh, but they want to put the fucking Cubs in there? <laughs> I'm just saying back in there because they already... I think they want another so fan base. Why not keep one of the top... I understand. Top fucking... Uh, fan bases? Markets in baseball in that game. I Like, I understand, but I just think that MLB is not going to want this, one of the same two teams on there. I think I mean, the I mean the fucking NFL keeps sending the Jaguars to to London, but that's because of the owner, <laughs> yeah, fucking Khan. <laughs> you a violin? Question? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> the more you know. Question: Do you think that the Cubs will carry the same uh, uh, nationwide viewership after this teardown? After oh, seeing how good after question. seeing how bad they are, because they were so lovable, obviously beforehand. And everyone was romanticized with the story of when are. when are we going to win? When are we going to win? Now they won. Now we saw how they treated this core, how they underperformed and got rid of them. Now you guys are the cheap losers. Now, yeah. The argument is like, yo, quit being cheap. Pay these guys or sign a real team. You guys should be behaving like the Yankees, not like the fucking which bumfuck team from Iowa or whatever the fuck. 
you know, it was funny. Big Cat on Tuesday said um, he understands that he would you would be overpaying for people like Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez if you kept him on the team. But he was like, fuck it. He was like, pay two out of the three of them. You know that you're overpaying them. But do it for your fan base and just like grin, fucking bear it and fucking do it. Yeah, just just bite the bullet. Yeah, because honestly, we'll with it. you guys aren't going to get anyone like that in free agency. No. you. If someone gets developed to be that good, it's not going to be for another five, six years. Yep. I think they have to go after Chris Bryant. And he ain't coming back, dude. But they have to push hard to get him back. And if once you figure out that that's a lost cause, then Javi's the next on the list. Javi Baez is the one that makes the most sense because... He makes it make sense from just the excitement-wise, obviously. Excitement, also... But if you're looking to truly rebuild a core... Yeah. The Chris Bryant's your guy, right? Yeah, because he has multiple position, like, flexibility. Right. Um, And he's probably just the most consistent out of the three. Yeah. But I think Javi Baez... So... (laughs) Chris Bryant's not coming back. Boris is not going to allow them to try to underpay him. He's going to get his money somewhere else. He's going to get at least 200 mil. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Javi Baez is the one that you might have to overpay because he already has a fucking street over here, man. <laughs> like, like legitimately. If you bring him back, imagine how many more fans you're going to fucking bring back off of that. And you can pitch it like how the Yankees did about Aroldo Chapman. We traded that motherfucker for two months and he came back. Yeah, they they could say that that about all of them, really. I mean, I know there was bad blood going back and forth last week with both the players and the front office, right. but at the end of the day, when you re-sign them, we were like, yeah, we, we would have hoped to re-sign all of them, but we're glad we got X player back. So the, the Rizzo one, I think, is dead off of the radio interviews. I, maybe. I, I honestly think, Maybe. I honestly think it's to the point where that breakup is... I think that took the most damage because, obviously, they were both on air and they both yeah. said what they said. Right. I, I don't think the fact that Rizzo felt like he had to defend himself is a bad look for Hoyer. Well, to be fair, they asked him about it. it was no, 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 no. But he came question. in after. It was it was Hoyer first interview where he said, "I right. I wish that we would have gave him all three. They asked him about it, but he didn't have to say it like that. He was brutally honest. I, yeah, but he kind of had to because of what he doesn't have to. What Jed said. Well, no, I didn't have to, but like Jed didn't dance around it. Jed could easily just dance around the topic, and you know, right? But I, he didn't. He he literally was fucking he calling them like, "Yo, y'all guys are liars." And Rizzo had a you know he had to respond to that, right? But what I'm saying is like that relationship I think has soured so much off of those like those two back and forths that it's I think that's done. Javi Baez one. The other thing too is I've heard that. Those contract talks went a little bit further than I think. Um, yeah, because that came close. Yeah, on Sunday we couldn't hear it because we were at um, Chuck's. Mm-hmm. But I believe on the telecast they asked uh, A Rod who they should bring back if it was one of the three. I think he said Chris Bryant as well. But then um, who's the fucking. Nerdy guy from the MOB podcast or podcast uh, broadcast, not Jeff Passan, but damn, I was trying to hope that would work. Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal. So he said he actually did a whole um, like we just min- saw him too with a stupid yeah. bow tie. 
that's why I was like bow tie, bow tie. <laughs> um, he he had like a two minute answer where he was like, "A Rod, I actually think you're wrong because I think that uh, those contract talks didn't go as far as Chris Bryant hoped that they would, and um, if they try to restart it now, it would basically be like, yo, we fucked up. We took a step back, even though we we didn't even take the first step to try to resign you, and now we're gonna try to go forward." Um, and then he was like, the one that I, I can see them do is Javi Baez because those contract talks came close to actually getting signed. And Javi Baez, obviously, he's going to get more of the Hispanic community as well. Do you think with the year that Chris Bryant's have, he's going to get closer to that 250 that he wants? 250 is a big motherfucking number. Because the, arg- the, argument, the argument against that was obviously the injury history and all that stuff. It's like, oh, he's had... Not major, but he's had a lot of nagging injuries, so we don't know if it's, that's kind of worth it. But now he's putting together a good campaign, whether it's because he knows he's going to be a free agent or because that's now he's fully healthy and he's able to focus on just balling out. Yeah. Healthy Chris Bryant, does he draw that big contract that he wants? I think so. If he's healthy and, like, passes every test, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think that's going to be the Cubs' wish list. It's KB, Javi. Shit. Hey. Rizzo's last. You think you think that bridge is burned, but I think Chris Bryant, come on over to the dark side. Oh fuck! (laughs) Fuck out of here. We we got express pants on the south side too. Ryan's door is gonna pay someone big money. Shit, he's already pissy uh, paid Lancelin for two more years. (laughs) Like fuck. Yeah, I can I can see KB being the first one that you want to sign, but I just think realistically, Javi Baez is the one that you guys do resign. Can't you see that though? Yeah. No, yeah, I can. I want to talk shit about the Cubs, but you really can. As a baseball fan, as a Cubs fan, you know my heart's still there. I want to see them succeed. But I, I said that last they're week just too. Fucking ask! It made me so mad. They suck. But I said that last week that you want to root for them. I want to, of course. Because when you said Duh. like the baseball season is over, it is over. But we just went over it, fucking for you, guys. forty minutes ago of what that they're pretty much worthless watching. They're unwatchable. Is what I said. Yeah, but. You want to. I'm going to be watching White Sox baseball the rest of the year, to be honest. I know I talked about those young arms that are going to be coming up. Keegan Thompson should be called up soon, especially now that there's a a starting spot available. But Keenan Thompson. Keegan Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, am I really going to sit there and watch an entire start from those guys? I may watch the first couple innings. They're doing good. Cool. If not, all right, check out. And even if I miss it, all right, I'll check the box score and I'll read an article and see how they did. I'd rather watch White Sox baseball right now because I'm not a hater. I'm not. I enjoy good baseball, and there's a good baseball team in my town. See, I'm gonna I, watch them. I'm a hater, but I can also admit when I'm hating, and also when a team's just good. Because I've said this multiple times. I brought it up on Twitter. The fact that when you guys were on your run, I did tell you, and you know, I told you like I fucking hate it because you guys have players that you want to root for and that are fucking good and they're young. Because you guys had Rizzo that was still like mid twenties. You had Javi. Which he was a flamboyant fuck, um, <laughs> right? KB, you guys had Montero even fucking hit that moonshot of a home run against the Dodgers. Yeah, to it, uh, right center. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, talk else? about the good old days. <laughs> Zobrist, remember him? J- yeah. Jake Arrieta used to push, slap a double down the line, right? Jake Arrieta, throw gas. Yep. Right. John Lester so, before the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, can never throw it first. <laughs> I did one time. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he did get a pick and off. We, we clap. <laughs> and it's like, there you go, Jack. And then 
there were fucking like 20 other bases stolen on him. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm a hater and shit, but I'll admit when a team's good. So, I mean, it's okay to admit the fucking Sox have talented players, you know? I've never hated the Sox. I merely hate some White Sox fans. Not you necessarily, because you know your shit. I mean, you're still a shit talker, and I still hate when you talk shit, but... I only talk shit when it's the truth. Uh, No, fuck you. A majority of the time. Majority of the time. You still clapped when fucking the Cubs Cubs were losing the lead in the World Series. You and Cab were the only ones fucking cheering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking dicks. See, I'm not going to outwardly root against the White Sox. That's the thing. No, because you're fucking trying to... Reverse jinx this. I'm not. For, I'm root, not reverse jinxing for everyone anything. Else. I'm not reverse jinxing <laughs> anything. I gladly enjoy watching baseball, and the White Sox are good. If they win, I'm going to say, "Hey, good for you guys." I'm not going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a White Sox fan now. We Get got fucked. this. Give me a fucking hat. Give me a fucking World Series shirt." Ugh, what? No, no. All the bandwagoners that came to the Cubs side when they won, when they were good, now they're back on the South side. Great, you can keep them. It wasn't Cubs fans switching over. It was the, the it, we live in a city full of bandwagoners. We know that. Hey, they're going to go to wherever team's fucking good. That's why there were two million people at a fucking Blackhawks parade. Except for the Bears. Bears unite the city. Bears do unite the city. And, and they will fucking just reunite Fields. the city once again this weekend. Let's fucking go. When they kick off the preseason and beat the fuck out of the Miami <laughs> fucking <laughs> Dolphins. Stop playing with me, boy. <laughs> Their Bears are back, baby. They're back at Soldier Field taking on the Dolphins. You have Justin Fields getting six touchdowns on three throws. <laughs> Justin Fields, there was a report, report out of training camp today in red zone drills. Five touchdowns. Could have been six if Riley Ridley would have held on to a ball in the back of the end zone. Um, but he has been impressing the Dolphins, the Bears media, which they've been glowing about him. And it's just... The f- fucking I said it last week. Bears football's back. Got to grind the football tape. season start. Grind the tape. Grind the tape. It's been grinded. Did it? Did oh. did did? Uh, yeah. And the news came out uh, today, I believe, that Fields is going to be playing uh, second second quarter and through to second half, I believe. And he's going to have first team reps as well. Yep, he's going to be playing through the second half, which is good because like that's part of the coaching process, right? You're training him how to make adjustments at halftime and going out and putting those adjustments on the field, put him in a place. And yeah, Nagy did come out and say that he's going to get some reps with the first team skill position players. So Andy mentioned Andy Dalton's going to get out there for a series or two, depending on how long the series are. Real shame if he twisted his ankle. <laughs> and then Justin Fields is going to come <laughs> in with probably Allen Robinson will be like, all right, I'll give you two plays. Let's, let's get out there. And uh, yeah, then the fields era has officially begun. Will officially begin on Saturday, depending on what you're listening to, but I'm very excited as I said last time, but the Bears aren't without any concern. It's not all rainbows because of the stuff Justin Fields is doing in the practice field. The Bears' O line is a mess. Tevin Jenkins hasn't taken a practice rep since he got at all, which really, was, in the NFL. Which was supposed to be a steal because he fell. Everyone had him as like a first round. Yeah, he had a first round grade, grade, and the Bears got him in the second. They right. traded up and, and got their what they thought was going to be their left tackle for the season. And now we don't know where he's at on any progress because he hasn't taken the field. There's no real report. It's just day-to-day, day-to-day, day-to-day. And they just they just keep it going. Yeah, that's, that part's scary, especially for uh, Justin Fields because you don't want him to um, 
get bad habits by having a bad offensive line and end up fucking shit up. Uh, end up having him like David Carr and shit. Um, where he starts seeing ghosts. Like right. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold? Yeah. Sam Darnold style? <clears throat> yeah, so my, my thing is you, you don't want to throw him out to the wolves, but with all reports, you, you see that he's showing potential. And we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Do you think the fact that they're going to put him with first-team reps, even though Nagy said previously that there's no way that Fields is going to win the QB1 position, mm-hmm. do you think that this is them saying, show us what you got? Yes, and he will show them what he has. My pants are tight. But he will still not start week one, which I think is a mistake. Agreed. But with everything he's going to show him in the preseason, if all goes well, if he comes out healthy, he shows them what he's got. Everything's good. All the boxes are checked. Andy Dalton's definitely going to have a shorter leash. I said week two. Did you? Yeah. I, I think my two. prediction was for that Vegas game, right? Four yeah. games and he's out. I said week two or week three, I believe, because I was like, um, they're going to face the Rams and they're going to get their shit pushed in. Yep. No, but you said week week one. He's going to come in week one. He's going to come in because like they're getting blown quarter. out. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, they're going to be so far behind that they're going to be like, fuck it. Right, just get in there, fuck yeah. it. Andy Dalton, sit out the rest of the game. We we lost this one. Get in there, Justin. Which, especially if our offensive line is getting is not healthy when we start the season. Can't, yeah. can't you see Aaron Donald uh, murdering Andy Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> just just full-on Miles Garrett, helmet to helmet. Like, yeah, I mean, of, of course, Miles, uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Donald is a fucking animal, dude. We all saw that hard knocks last year. Everyone saw him training with knives. Speaking of hard knocks, fucking beast. You watched the fucking first episode on Monday. I did. What do you think? I think uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott looks lean as fuck, and he might be back to his form when he came into the league. He's gonna be that exciting running back. He had a down year last year. I was thinking that too. Fumbling the football everywhere. Wasn't focused. Post COVID. Post COVID. Now he's lean. He's mean. He's focused. He's looking good out there in practice. Do you think they purposely brought up the fact that it was the birthday thing that they were giving each other presents because last year they had last fucking... year they had a party together <laughs> and they weren't supposed to? And then he ended up getting COVID like shortly yeah. thereafter. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. That was a coincidence. That bag was tight though that he gifted him. Yeah, that the travel bag, bag it nice. looked clean. I was like, the oh, fucking shit. cowboys colors and yeah, everything. That yeah, shit yeah. was fucking cold. Yeah, I think uh I yeah, think world. Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that travel bag. It looks really <laughs> nice in there. I think Zeke looked good. I think Micah Parsons is going to be fucking good. That boy, that boy was flying around the field. I saw the highlight of him playing against, uh, with Pittsburgh against Pittsburgh. Buddy is flying in practice and in preseason. And it's funny because the middle linebacker that starts for them, uh, for the Cowboys, forgot his name, but he was basically like, you're trying to make every play your play, huh? And he he's just like, yeah, man, every play I'm in there, I'm trying to make it. He was like, You'll learn. You got to let the place come to you. And he's like, Nah, I'm gonna go get those plays. <laughs> like, fuck. Which he's right too. Yeah, but I, I, I get it. You're, you're a rookie. You want to make an impact. You want to prove yourself that you're a first round pick. Uh, but he, that, he's gonna be good, man. Do you think that Parsons defense is gonna actually gonna be good this year? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Cowboys and what, what, what they added because they usually stink. I think a lot of it was just the, the, the offense struggling. Too when when not getting the the proper practice and time with Andy Dalton, yeah, you're you're big a uh, three facet three facets of the game guy, huh? But the other two let up, so the other one uh, started failing too. Well, I mean that was part <laughs> of the Bears' problem too. That's the reason why the Bears were underperforming too on defense because fucking Mr. Bisky couldn't do anything on the field. That's true. Oh, but don't worry. Now he's in. A, now he's with an organization that cares about him and his development. 
Yeah, you sound like an ex-girlfriend when it comes to the fucking... Fucking bitch. The audio drop that Mitch had. Speaking of audio drop, funny you say that. I have the clip. Play it. A spot where I would be able to compete um, for the starting position, but the right situation didn't come up, um, and, and that opportunity really wasn't there. So I looked at the next best thing where I could continue to develop and, and continue to progress and become a better player and a person, and um, I fell into this organization, and uh, I loved it ever since coming to Buffalo, just working under this coaching staff, being with the caliber, the type of players that we got here, the people, um, and using all the resources, and it's just really nice to be a part of a great team and um, be somewhere where people want you here and uh, and they care about how you're progressing as a person, as a player. So it was, it was an interesting process, but uh, I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now and, and I'm enjoying uh, being here. Wah, wah, wah. I got someone that cares now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So I can't throw to your left. What is Mitch talking about? They treated me poorly. They didn't like me in Chicago. Fuck yeah, because you didn't play good. Because we gave you every chance, and you you couldn't live up to your potential. Eh. Yeah, potential. I don't even think he has that kind of potential. NFL starter potential? Nah. He looks good in shorts, though. <laughs> we, well, unfortunately, we saw him in pads, and we yeah. saw what he can do, and it wasn't that great. Yeah, that's true. No, but I mean, let's be fucking real, man. Um, that boy stinks. He stinks. I'm sorry that your brother fucking believed in him for so long. Got the jersey, my guy. Ten God. Ten God. Hashtag Ten God. I just find it funny. First of all, the first part of this clip is hilarious. He's like, oh, I couldn't find a situation that I really, you know, wanted to be in. Or he just pretty much said I couldn't. No one wanted to make me a starter, so I didn't know what to do after that. So I had to find another place. You know what? The the word that I feel like he fucked up on is saying that he fell to the, to Buffalo. I fell to this organization. I feel like that's fucked up to say because you're basically saying, like, I had no other options. So I fell well, over. Well, I'm pretty here. sure he didn't. Yeah, but you don't say it like that. <laughs> what do you think he should have? Like, don't these people like actually take courses? Not courses, but they lessons. Get, yeah, they get media training, like interviews. But how and do stuff. you not? How do you not think of not saying shit like that? Well, this is also Mr. Bisky, the same guy that was made the comment about him wanting to turn off the TVs in House Hall because he didn't want to see all the negative. Comments from NFL Network, from other cover people covering him. He also does have that dumbass look on his face whenever he throws a pick. And he's just like, huh? huh? Mitch, I, I want to say that this is going to be the last time we talk shit about Mitch because he's, he's on to another team. It's not fuck him. Let him go back up. Him. Whoever the fuck, Josh Allen, and let him go be a backup for the rest of his fucking life. But we're going to see him in the second preseason. And there's going to be a... And when the offenses are going back and forth, Mr. Biscay versus Justin Fields. It ain't going to go back and forth. I mean, like, possessions. Uh, I was like... <laughs> Not because Mitch is lighting up, lighting people up. But like, just possession-wise. Offense possession and Mr. Biscay, offense possession and Justin Fields. I'm going to laugh my ass off. When Fields is shoving it down their fucking throat? Yes. And Mr. Biscay is getting picked off and getting sacked. What are his odds for MVP? <laughs> <laughs> Can we comfortably say on Saturday... If, whiskey picks? No, if Justin, oh, oh we can do oh, whiskey picks right now. I got excited. But if we do, if we see Justin Fields play well, we obviously overreact. If we see him Duh. play badly, then you know we it's just preseason water it's, under the bridge. Yeah, it doesn't matter, you know. Doesn't matter. All right, cool. So we, if if he plays well, then we're going to Canton next week. But I, <laughs> I, I fully expect not just Justin Fields, the Bears to pretty much. Hey, you already heard dominate. Canton. 
preseason. You 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 heard fucking Mac beating the fuck out of Baby Gronk. Yeah, he's over practice. here body slamming Adam Shaheen because he's going at his at a at his replacement at a Colt. Cole Clement. Yeah. Cole Clement. Yeah, I heard it got real chippy because someone pushed uh, Cole Clement after he got a catch or something. Yep, something like that. They pushed him to the ground afterwards when the play was dead. Uh, Cole Clement got up, pushed back, and then when it was offense, defense, other way, uh, Adam Shaheen tried to talk shit to Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack and Khalil Mack. Khalil was like, Mack. He was like, nah, G. You fucking like, went oh, the wrong one. Well, I can hit you now. Yeah. <laughs> I can hit you now, cuz. So, like, guess what? Yeet. It's funny. I was seeing the rounds because... Adam Shaheen's profile has been making the rounds on Twitter because obviously he's made it very vocal that he doesn't believe in the whole mass shit. Anti-vax. He's anti-vax. He's, uh, his description, his bio on Twitter is like, I will not comply. And his location is somewhere without a mask. Someone re-edited that. Just It was really just like a copy and paste thing, but they posted up his location as somewhere under Khalil Mack. Hey, man. I thought that show was funny as shit. He's, fuck him. I, dude, yo, Khalil Mack's been nasty out there too. Yeah, I, I there's reports he, that 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 Bears healthy. defensive line is just was terrorizing the Dolphins today. So you know, Akeem Hicks is healthy, and supposedly that he's actually trying to get an extension now. He is. Yep. Um, he supposedly he was like, "Hey, I want to finish my career as a Chicago Bear," which that'd be cool because he's an offensive or awesome uh, run stopper, and he can fuck up the backfield from the interior, which is very important nowadays. But, dude, if Robert Quinn can at least show up, unlike last year, that fucking defensive line is going to be sick. I think he'll have a better year this year. He has to. He'll have a better He'll definitely have Because all that attention is on Mac and on yeah, same Hakeem show Hicks up the middle. Year. Yeah, but they have uh, no Hicks. They didn't have Hicks. They really had a pass. I know, I know Bilal Nichols can only do so much. He had a decent season, but and then it's different when you go from Akeem Hicks to Eddie Goldman. Yeah, from them two to Blonde Nichols and whoever yeah. the fuck was in there. And now Eddie Goldman, who knows where he is. Right. He was on a COVID reserve list, bad dating back to August 3rd, and he still hasn't come back. That same day, he got put on the list, three other players. So it was Eddie Goldman and three other players that got put on the COVID reserve list. Those other three have since came back as of a couple of days ago. Hopefully he's just still is asymptomatic, but is still testing positive, maybe. Maybe, but I haven't even really seen any reports that he actually tested positive. It could have just been a close contact thing, that's and now he's hippo, bro. And now he's putting, yeah, it's hippo, bro. We can't, we can't ask that. But like, actually, that might be hippo because that's now you're asking people to reveal their test status and shit. Anyway, I don't know. I don't. Who knows about hippo? But hopefully, doctors. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I'm simply a man with a microphone and one shot of Montezuma in making it even too. Who knows if who knows what's going on with Eddie Goldman? Because he could have he sat out last year because he was avoiding all the COVID stuff, which is good. Good for him, not judging anybody uh, if they wanted to sit out last year. Right. But who knows? He could have tested positive, gotten spooked, and now he's sitting at his home house again, debating if he wants to come back or not. Yeah, and if he gets added, then it just gives us even more of a rotation when it comes to our defensive line. Yeah, you you fucking keep people fresh. It's going to be terrorizing. Um. O-lines throughout the year, which is super important because our secondary has kind of taken a step back uh, when it comes to the names that are back there. So especially Eddie Jackson didn't really play well last year, so it's going to have to be a prove-it year this year. We have a rookie that's going to be our main cornerback, or not a rookie, but rookie last year, going to be our main quarterback now. So it's it's taken a step back, so we need that defensive line and linebackers to fucking step up so that we can you know make an impact on the defensive end. 
Yeah, so we'll get a first-hand look at the Bears for the first time this year, this Saturday at noon against the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have to record it because I won't be able to sit and watch it. I'm actually going to record it and watch a preseason game for all the reasons we are, just listed. Are you going to bet on it? Bunch of, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to bet on it. Are you crazy? <laughs> Fucking loco. I just told you that the Bears, in my opinion, I think the Bears should dominate preseason football. I know that's a crazy thing to say. It's a crazy thing to say because everyone's like, really? It's preseason football. First of all, you have a problem for gambling on preseason football. Says who? I would counter with my opinion because the Bears have quarterbacks at every. Say what you want about fucking Nick Foles. He's still. But Nick Foles should not be a third string quarterback. He still has the experience, the skill to pick apart some third string defense. Okay. Justin Fields is going to be fucking hot and firing everywhere, especially on second stringers. Okay. Andy Dolan should be decent enough to handle the fucking. With starting first, series with the first team, yes, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not bet- betting on that, and that's definitely not going to be one of my whiskey picks. She, you bitch, yeah, I am. Thought you were a fan, <laughs> yeah, but my money. <laughs> well, that's going to be my whiskey pick. I know it's crazy to say, but I, I really believe that's going to be a thing. Give me the Bears minus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins this weekend for my whiskey pick. Zam, yeah. Putting your money where your mouth is? Mullin, baby. Mullin. Right. I'm going to go Brewers. Oh, Red Sox. Got to write this shit down. A's over Rangers. I'm going to double dip on A's Rangers. Get the notepad out. One more time. Brewers over the Pirates. Brewer, hold on. Brewers over Pirates. Red Sox over Orioles. Red over O's. A's over the Rangers. A's over... Rangers. All right. Um, if your previous track record I'm hey, says one, anything, let's see. One out of the three is going to be last wrong time. The one that was the layup, probably because when you did it last week, Padres over over the the Diamondbacks. All right, seemed like the layup. So let's see which one's the layup out of these. Uh, Red, Red Sox. Sox O's. Yeah. All right. So when is this a Friday? Yeah, Friday all afternoon game. Friday. So if you're hearing this. All games start after 6 p.m. If you're hearing this, all games on Friday for Lee's parlay, Milwaukee over Pittsburgh, Red Sox over the O's, and the A's versus the Rangers, over the Rangers, I should say. My whiskey pick for Saturday, take the Bears, minus the points for the Miami Dolphins. Right now it's minus 3.5. I don't expect it to move a lot because it's preseason, so who cares? But that's what I'm rolling with. Don't forget to get your Café de Oya, cold brew. Where should where should they get it at? The only place to get the Tribe Coffee Co. Café de Olla Cold Brew at tribecoffeeco.com. Go there. Use promo code YAPSHY for 10% off of your order. And remember, when you use that promo code, the first 10 orders to use promo code YAPSHY will receive a Yap Chicago t-shirt. Let's fucking go. I'm going I'm to order 10 times. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at YAPChicago underscore or on Instagram. Yep, Chicago. Or remember, give us a call 312-985-6006. If you have any thoughts, anything to say on what we talked about in today's episode, future of the Cubs, the Field of Dreams, the White Sox going into this tough stretch, anything. Hit us up, por favor. You can follow me on Twitter at EP773 underscore on Twitter or Instagram. Follow me on Lee's922 on Twitter and Alicio Corral JR on Instagram. That's going to do it for us today on Yap Chicago. For Lee's, I'm Edgar. Have a good weekend. TA, let's go, baby. Change the game.